Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. So yesterday, we got into uh, Jason Kidd talk. As Jason is now under the microscope, whether he likes it or not, he knows it. I think he's fully aware that uh, this season has been a little rough from the head coach perspective. And uh, something probably needs to be done. But he's taking a very weird approach publicly, I would say. Yeah. Some curious things he said, including this butte from uh, the post game on Sunday in which he was at his wit's end. And I don't think he really knew what he was saying. Yeah, I'm not the savior here. I'm not playing. I'm watching just like you guys. And as us as a team, we got to mature. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of new bodies coming back and we got to we have to grow up if we want to win a championship. There's no young team that's ever won a championship, uh, mentally or physically. And so, um, just to see how we can no, respond. There. Um, yeah, so... That, that first line is just weird. Yeah, and it's also then some very true statements, I think we can all agree on, that this team is immature and they need to grow up as a team and that could be pointed at its uh, alpha male. Mr. No doubt. Mr. Birthday Boy himself, uh, Luca. Luca. And, you know, that's part of the process. I, I think if one of the cool things about the NBA is that history does reveal a lot of things. And so if you ask, you know, NBA Siri, you know, how many years does it normally take an alpha to win a title? You'll quickly find how many years it takes most every one of those guys who is leading their team. Now, there are guys who win the title much younger. There are guys who ride coattails or help out or however you want to say it. But by and large, the Michael Jordan template is not the only one of its kind because LeBron James had a similar run. Steph Curry took similar number of years. Giannis Antetokounmpo took a, a, a certain number of years. And it's all seven, eight. Sometimes six, maybe, sometimes nine, but it's not easy. No. It's not just add water and win a title. And so. Like the only example of that is Tim Duncan. Yeah. Where it was just like, boom, championship. Uh, yeah. And I would have to review that team, but I, in my head, say, well, David Robinson yeah, was right year, there with him. What and, year was that for Robinson? Uh, yeah. I mean, probably. I, 10, 92 eight? was his first year, maybe. Yeah. So, so 99 yeah. was the yeah, first title. Yeah. So. I, I don't know how well it holds water across time. I know Magic Johnson probably laughs at it, but he had, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. And you start going down the list of how this whole thing works. How long did it take Shaq? How long did it take Kobe? You know, and just, just continue on. There's a growth period, and it sucks. Like at the time, man, these Lakers are never going to win it all with uh, Kobe Bryant. He's not of that material uh lebron how you can't do one in cleveland you know it just it's, kobe's too ball dominant there's yeah he i mean there's share it there's, with his teammates we've seen this over and over and over again so the fact that luca in year four or five might appear stuck just know 
that legend after legend after legend has also hit this little bit of plateau because it's hard. It's so hard to win in the sport. Okay. So now back to kid. And the start of that quote is, look, I'm just like you guys. I'm frustrated. I'm watching these guys. What's their deal out there? And kind of distancing himself from accountability and responsibility. Now, his last extended coaching tenure, his only one aside from that one year in Brooklyn right after he got off the court was in Milwaukee, something I follow very, very closely. And somebody brought this up on one of the Bucks Twitter accounts, and I'm like, yeah, that does sound familiar. So here is Jason Kidd in 2018 after the Bucks had plateaued and frustrated and is Giannis really that good and is Chris Middleton really that good because if he was why'd the Pistons trade him for nothing and these guys are never going to win anything you may recall he was fired five days later and his his uh, successor ended up winning an NBA title what with was those guys okay so time frame 2018. 2018, but at what point in the season? Do you know? Like, January. Okay, so he was fired before the All-Star break. He was, yeah, he was fired at midseason, and I think they had somebody finish the year. Jeez, it might have been Joe Prunty. <laughs> I think he finishes everybody's year. But anyway, uh, yeah, I think it was now uh, for some reason. Anyway, here's, uh, here's a frustrated Jason Kidd with a young team who just probably lost a dumb game, and uh, here he is five years ago. And it's on the laptop. I'm up. All right. Do I have the wrong cable? Maybe. There's one right behind your... Oh, should be playing. All right. I'm we so sorry. You know, become 25 or... All right. We go back to the start now. Oh, I see. Okay. Here we go. We need to, you know, become 25 or, you know, in the 28 range, you, you, you tend to think about the game. We're talking about kids. They're thinking about trying to put the ball in the basket, and uh, they all believe they can do it. And until we can think about being a team and making a play and being unselfish, you know, good things happen. We've seen it. And uh, when we're unselfish, good things happen. When we're selfish, we're as bad as anybody in the league. And that's what happens. And um, there's no, no coaching. There's nothing that you can do but go through it and learn. And we can keep telling them what's coming as a coach, and we can tell them what to do. But it's a final, the final is up to them to make that decision. And right now we have a hard time doing that. Okay. What was their record? Were they bad, bad? Um, I would say no off top of my head, but they were also the team that everybody was expecting would break out. He got fired 23 and 22. Okay. Uh, the year before, 42 and 40. So, middling. The thing I wanted to draw your attention to, though, was the age of Giannis when Jason Kidd came to this conclusion that these guys are just kids. They're figuring it out. It takes time. Giannis would turn 24 that year. What did Luca turn today? 24. I... And Giannis, by the way, would win his first NBA title. I'm sorry, NBA MVP the next year, right? Yes. Yes, he would. And then he would ultimately win the NBA title when he was 26. He's 28 today. Okay. So 
I don't know what any of that means because obviously he got fired five days later and they went and got a coach that they thought was ready to take them to the next level. Uh, there's, But I think when you go back to being frustrated with Luca right now, and I hear a lot of frustration out there, and I get frustrated that he doesn't seem to fully grasp what's expected of him. We understand you're an unbelievable individual player. Now we need you to be this franchise's alpha in many respects. Some you're handling easily. Some you're not handling at all. And that is a process. And like I just said in the previous few minutes here, every one of these guys goes through it. And to Kid's point that they hit this window between 24 and 28, or did he say 25 and 28, whatever he said, that resonates because that's the window most of those guys get their first ring in, and that's when they realize their ultimate powers is not individual numbers, it's team accomplishments. It's nobody wants to play us because not only do they have me, but I've trained these other five guys to be mini versions of me, and we're going to get in your rear end, and you're not going to like it, you know, and the, we're going to get after you. And and so is it a little bit different for Luca though, since he's been a pro since he was like 14 like wouldn't you expect that he as far as a leader and a professional would be a little bit more developed than a late bloomer like Giannis at 24 basketball wise yes life I don't know man he just got his 200 million dollar deal things are moving fast new country I don't know where his love life is but I think he's got the same girl he had back in Spain right or something like that and that's a great question, Dave. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't understand because I, I, you know, if you've been playing professional basketball since you were 14, it would seem like 10 years down the road, though, you would stop the, and I get it, every player complains at some point. I'm not saying stop complaining altogether, but just what you see on a very routine basis where it's mid-play and you're shrugging your shoulders and and the other team's going down for a layup because you're back there bitching and moaning, or you know they're running a fast break and they got numbers because you're not part of the team. And like mentioning Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan was the worst complainer of all time, but Tim Duncan would do it in a timeout, it seems like. Like his eyes would bug out and he would walk over to the ref and start really jawing with him. Luca, again, I have no problem Luca working the refs. Same. I have him a problem with him working the refs while there's pl- while the ball is well, being yeah, dribbled down transition. the court, yeah, yeah, I think I think the way to say it would be losing focus, and that could be anything. That could be oogling, uh, you know, a cheerleader. That could be getting into it with a Spike Lee or or a teammate or an opposition. I mean, if if anything out there is causing you to lose the plot, yeah, that, that's the problem. Complain all you want as long as I know you're locked in on the job at hand. And the issue that is why so many people complain about how Luca conducts himself on the court is it seems clear that when he does lose his mind on a call, he stops playing for 15 seconds. And each one of those does hurt the team on some level. And hopefully everybody can at least agree to that, that, you know, it's okay to complain It might even benefit you over the course of a career. It's not okay to allow a bunch of free good things to your opponent because you've lost your mind. 
And we've seen it a handful of times. Most of the time when calls are not going his way and he's complaining, he has visible frustration. And that's when he loses his focus. But there have been a handful of times where we've seen him get really mad. Yeah. And his anger makes him laser focused. Yeah. So it's weird how most of the time it's just this misguided frustration that just has him flailing rather than I'm going to prove to you that I don't need you to give me that call. I'm going to take it right to the rack. I'm going to dominate this game, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It's in him to do that, but most of the time he takes the easy way out. Yeah, and ultimately I would hope that he understands he sets the tone for all of his teammates. Like, every one of them takes his cues. Dude, I wonder, though, if if – having Kyrie on the team if he looks at it as okay and now I've got this dude that's just as talented as I am or right there with me and it also deflects from it deflects from I don't have to be the alpha there's another guy here no you can follow him that's interesting and I don't think I Kyrie doesn't follow his cues Kyrie, no. Kyrie's fine so I wonder if that changes the soup a little bit ultimately but is there a, an aspect of well, now that Kyrie's here, I guess I'm not going to get any more 50-point triple-doubles anymore. Oh, pe- pe- people aren't going to be st- standing on their heads and exclaiming, I'm the greatest thing since Oscar he, Robertson or whatever. Right, he will. He'll still get his numbers, I think. They won't be as gaudy as they've been, you know, but he'll still get his. He's too good. Like, there's just – he'll have games that you're like, holy crap, I cannot believe this. But I would guess – and if you want to guys want to care, I don't care. We can carry this over. Yeah, sure. Um, carry it over. But I would guess that he is so happy to not have to have 50-point triple-doubles. Like, I think anybody. Yes, I think. body's going to be so much more fresh. Yes, and I also think the thrill of individual accomplishments fades quickly. Yes. At this point in your career. If You're you start like, losing. Yeah, because you know what the prize is, and it's not the singular triple-double record for somebody at their 24th birthday. Right. That doesn't stand the test of time. No. That doesn't get you a statue. No. I Like LeBron, he would have killed and died in Cleveland for there to be somebody in those first five years that was even close to what Kyrie brought eventually. Yeah. He would have killed for that, and he got it. And you know what? They won. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? Reality remains reality no matter how hard you try to ignore it. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Again, I'm all here for the pop culture, people dating each other for the press. Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. Every so often, and by every so often, I mean literally every 27 seconds when the producer gets fired. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything is a podcast that teaches you how to be smart with your money. As a small business, you don't have the resources to pay the level of overhead and for the level of services that a Fortune 500 company could afford. So I certainly understand why, if you want to offer benefits, the providers of that, that that fee is going to be higher because there's more account management per employee. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.